We are uh, brought to you by Larry King. Well, final hour here with you. Our pleasure right now to hit the Ballyhoo's guest line to bring in from the Athletic DC covers the commanders at Ben Standig on the X. Good enough to give us some time as uh, things are moving fast and furious with uh, the Dan Quinn coaching staff. How's it going, Ben? Scott, doing all right. You know me, I'm just checking uh, sources and uh, reading Wikipedia to see uh, connections between <laughs> all these hires. Well, I appreciate you doing that, doing the hard work for everybody. Um, so, look, all these things, you know, as these staffs get filled out are interesting, and it looks like Dan Quinn has gone a lot of different directions here. It's not all just former Cowboy and Falcons guys or what have you. I mean, certainly with the, uh, you know, with the offensive coordinator hire, I don't think anybody saw the obvious connection with he and uh, Cliff Kingsbury. But um, what, what have your thoughts been so far with what they have put together and uh, how he's kind of gone about uh, finding all these different uh, staff members at this point? Yeah, I, I always think it's tricky when you're talking about what do you make of a uh, a position coach or if somebody's being promoted from a position coach to a coordinator. Because you know, unless something is very obvious, uh, you know, up or down, it's just hard, you know hard to know exactly what's the impact of that position coach. I think in general, you want the head coach to to bring on uh, coaches that he's got some familiarity with. I mean, like, you know, as much as we made fun of Ron Rivera for the Commander situation, bringing, like, everybody over he ever had, you know, lunch with from Carolina to Washington, um, you know, there's obviously something to be said for that. You want to have a good feel for these people. You know how they work. They know how you work, et cetera. But I think in this case, the difference between this and and the the Rivera one is, one, you have Adam Peters as GM. That's not, you know, Peters is the boss over Quinn versus – where Ron had say you know connections with everybody, so there's a, there's a uh, a check there automatically, and then you know Kingsbury is somebody like you said didn't have, as far as we know, doesn't have any real tie to Quinn other than just as professional uh, colleagues, um, and you know the rest of it, you know look, you know again guys like Ken Norton Jr. were with him in uh, with with Quinn in Seattle. You mentioned a bunch of the Dallas guys coming over, including the new defensive coordinator Joe Witt Jr. and you know, the rest of it, you know, you you hope for the best on some level. I mean, you know, I, I know you don't want to say hope for the best because that sounds like it's just a dart throw. But, you know, <laughs> you never know how these things are how these things are going to work out. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see any anything wrong with what's happened. Uh, but, you know, a couple, a couple of the choices have been curious, I would say. Yeah, okay, let's get to that. Bobby Johnson, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this offensive line was pretty hideous in Washington, as we know, uh, this past season. And now you're bringing in a guy who was at an equally hideous offensive line in with the Giants who gave up 85 sacks last year. Now, I mean, these guys all watch the All-22, I'm sure, and, and evaluate these things differently than you and I do. You know, just watching, not always seeing the Giants, but just seeing, you know, the few games that they're on TV or the box scores or what have you. But is there a... Is there something we're missing here? Is this guy actually, you know, was he a victim of circumstance in New York? Uh, what, what's the feeling if, if you've been able to get any uh, anybody to kind of give you some info on this one? I mean, what are the odds that you? I mean, all the other all you had to do was hire somebody for this position whose team didn't allow more than sixty five sacks last yeah. year, and you'd be like, "All right, sure." Instead, they get the guy whose team allowed eighty five sacks, second most in league history. Look, I mean, Dan Quinn obviously has faced the Giants, you know. Uh, twice a year since he's been here. Uh, Johnson was the O-line coach the last two years. I assume Dan Quinn has pretty good familiarity, therefore, with what that group was doing. Uh, you know, how much was it on 
you know, perception of coaching and technique, how much was his talent. Um, you know, I, I wonder about a guy like Evan Neal, who was the seventh pick in the draft in 2022, but has been unable to become a legit starter in this league. How much do you put that on the coach? It is definitely a, a, a curious one, and it's going to be one we're all going to be, you know, wondering about until the season happens. I'll just assume again that, uh, you know, Quinn and, and whoever else helped him make that decision saw more than just the numbers. And, and I think there probably are some numbers out there that, 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 that paint a, a, a slightly better picture for the Giants, but that's a little hard. It's hard to, to cope with 20 more sacks allowed than the Washington did last year. Yeah, no doubt. And we've obviously, we obviously saw that in real time and how bad that was and how pass happy they were, too. And the Giants did not drop back nearly as many times as the Commanders. So, I mean, the rate's even worse when you start to factor in those things. We're at Ben Standig at Ben Standig uh, Athletic DC here with us. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Uh, the Caleb Williams stuff obviously has been hot and heavy since the moment, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was named, uh, the offensive coordinator. I mean, it was hot before that too, just based off of the Gonzaga, you know, thing. And the fact that it doesn't necessarily seem like the, uh, the bears are married to that pick at this point. And of course, as the rumblings, he may not want to go there. Uh, How much do you kind of put into the Kingsbury hire, uh, the connections with Caleb, or are you more thinking, no, I think Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to evaluate all three of these quarterbacks, um, and he could probably work with any of the three top quarterbacks. Yeah, I would like to think that Caleb Williams isn't that relevant to the um, to the Cliff Kingsbury hiring. I mean, you know, to use an example from our collective uh, world, you know, the Wizards hired Scott Brooks as head coach because they were trying to, seemingly, because they were trying to get a shot at Kevin Durant, who was going to be a free agent the following, you know, soon thereafter, yeah. only for Kevin Durant to say, I'm not remotely interested in even going to D.C. Uh, in this case, it's more like, well, I hope they didn't hire a guy who may not even have a chance to get Caleb Williams should he go number one. So I would like to think that wasn't the case. That said, I you know, I do think one variable here in this whole Caleb Williams situation is what he and his his camp say about any of this. Right. You know, I, I don't I don't want to over dramatize the situation, but it does feel like there's some. You know, there was already write a report about he what he's unwilling to go to Chicago. I, I know that was um, denied by him and the team, so I, I'll assume that's true. But at the same point, like I. I don't know what, what what is true. Would he want to make a power play to come play for his hometown team? Um, I, I don't know. So it is definitely interesting. I, I, I like I said, I <laughs> I would be reading into a lot if somehow it got word that they would be that Caleb Williams would be interested in going to Washington if they got Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, I like conspiracy theories. That one gets a little too far out there for me. But you know, we'll see. We've got a couple months to go. They still have homework to do, interviews to do. And, um, you know, we still don't know what the Bears are going to do. Like you said, I, I can see a world where the Bears say, hey, we, don't, we like Caleb Williams. We don't love him. Let's trade, it. Let's trade out for a whole bunch of stuff. Um, maybe. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of hope, like I said, they're not, they didn't make the Kingsbury hire solely for that, what seems like a long shot. So here's the interesting thing. Say Chicago, you know, knows that this Caleb Williams thing is going to work out, and they, they do pivot to one of the other quarterbacks. Um, you know, would you just stay at that spot or is it really worth it to move back? And, wh- and you know, what do you think a team's really going to give you if they know that you're bluffing that uh, you're going to take Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick? Um, I think is also uh, worth looking at. And if they decided, you know, hey, we're sticking with Fields, which still thinks a long shot, 
and move back. You know, there's only like a it's kind of a sweet spot of of areas you can drop back to if you want to get say a Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, with with that selection, right? Like you can't just go back to 12 and think that's going to happen. Even if you get the King's ransom, you're you're not going to be able to necessarily control your control your destiny, if you will, with the draft board and grabbing the top wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know what the Bears' plans are. Here, here's what I would love to see as a guy who likes doing, you know, fake trades. Yeah. Look, it, it's not, you don't have to kill every trade, right? So and you just have to continually get better. Right now they have the number one pick, which they could turn into Caleb Williams. But if there's a world where they think Drake May or Jaden Daniels is as good, maybe they go to Washington and say, hey, let's you know, you give us a future one and that number two we gave you for Montez Sweat, and you can move up one spot, get the guy you want, and not worry about anybody else. Okay, cool. Let's just say that happens. Well, then they're at two. You can go to New England and say, hey, you know what? We're willing to do essentially something similar to what we just yeah. did here. If you want the quarterback, we'll move down. And then, you know, that, that, you know if, if they want to keep Justin Fields, which I doubt, then, you know, then they could, you know, draft, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison or, or do – or do the same bit one more time with the last quarterback. Or I don't know. The Bears could have a lot of fun. I, I, honestly, sure. the boringest scenario is they draft a guy who's being compared to Patrick Mahomes. But in terms <laughs> of the fun of it, yeah. Um, that yeah, that would be that would be the, to not just trade down once, but do it multiple times. But you know, look, if Caleb Williams, if they if they rate him as highly as you know so many others seem to, I, I don't know how they're going to pass on him. Um, you know, because I, I I'm not the biggest Justin Fields guy. I don't feel like it's like a fifty fifty call on him. I'm kind of like, eh. So I get why like, another team might be interested, but I, if I'm the Bears, I think I'd take Caleb. But like I said, that, I'm rooting for the for the chaos of multiple trade downs. No doubt. So when you were at the uh, Senior Bowl a few weeks ago, uh, obviously in the middle of all this Dan Quinn stuff, what were, what were the buzz about the the senior quarterbacks that were there? You know, in particular Penix and obviously Bo Nix. Yeah, I. I didn't get the sense that they were like uh, that. That scouts were in love with what they saw there. Now that doesn't mean you know they think they're rubbish or anything. It just means that it, it, you know we we see how these things go. You know, player X comes into these uh, senior bowls or the combines and just starts wowing everybody. Um, I didn't get that sense here. Uh, and it, you look, it's a we- it's always a weird dynamic, right? You're having to jump in with new players you've never met. And I think for the quarterback, yeah, I don't know if we always view quarterback as a dependent position because they're the ones controlling all the action. But realistically, it's a very dependent position, right? Sure. You have new everything. You know, you, the timing with your receivers, it's not realistically going to be dynamite. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they, they, they shine too much there. That said, I, I, you know, I think there's a big wonder here. Where does – if I heard you talking to J.J. McCarthy before – uh, he seems like he's the fourth quarterback. Whether that means he's going somewhere in the twelve to twenty something range, we'll see. The question is: Is there going to be a fifth uh, quarterback going in round one? And you know, Penix or Knicks? Uh, you know, I guess depending on what you're looking for, they could be the person. But you know, both of them have some flaws. Maybe the wrong term, but they're both a little bit older. Sure. Penix has had injury issues. Um, you know, I don't know if Bo Nix is viewed as a you know legit starter or a guy who's like maybe in that. Sam Howell range like there's enough there where you're kind of interested but you're curious maybe it could it could work out but you know not sure yet so uh, I, I think it's going to be very interesting um, I don't think it's going to be interesting for Washington unless they were to trade out of two but interesting for the league nonetheless 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, ben Standig again, at Ben Standig on the uh, X. So among the holdovers, uh, I know Ryan Kerrigan's back. Uh, who, who else could be sticking around? And obviously um, the, the quarterback's coach is back as well. But who else could be sticking around on the, on the, on the Quinn staff from the leftovers from before? <laughs> right. So they um, reported today Bobby Ingram is staying, the wide receiver coach. It's interesting, right? The three people who've been held over, so Kerrigan, Pritchard, and Ingram, all were only – added to the coaching staff last year. None of them are <laughs> original yeah. uh, R- Rivera hires. Um, <clears throat> so um, so that's interesting I, to, to a degree, I guess. Um, I- Ingram has been a coach for over a decade now, obviously a long-time NFL receiver. Based on last year here, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have said he was a, like an automatic must-keep. The receiver room was actually, you know, a bit down, it felt sure. like last year, Jahan Dotson in particular. But I, you know, whether that's him or the, you know, the play calling or Sam Howe or whatever, um, but he, like I said, he's done it for a long time in this league and is well respected. So I get why he stayed. And uh, you know, I think Pritchard, uh, you know, showed. I, I imagine Pritchard nailed his interview. And um, you know, I mean, Sam Howe did some good things last year. Was you know, we, we were kind of left with the last with the with the memory of how things went south at the end. But you know, obviously, for him to even play the whole season, you have to give some, you know credit to him and, and to the staff for helping him get there. So um, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, there's only a few spots left, uh, running back coach, defensive line coach, and then some assistants. So I don't know that I see anybody from the staff staying for those. I guess Jeff Scanina could stay on as D-line coach, but, you know, I'm not sure why you wouldn't have just sort of gotten there already. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of where we're at right now. All right. At Ben Standig, uh, what, was it two weeks from now, the, the uh, combine, or, you, or I'm, I'm sure you're headed to Indy? I will be headed to Indy. I am so far behind on my draft uh, thoughts because of you know all that's gone on here the last few weeks. But I got I got to start ramping up here. All right, good stuff, man. All right, thank you for jumping on with us as always at Ben Standing, the Athletic DC for all the best Commanders coverage. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, thank you. I look forward to seeing what uh, what quote of mine you tweet out to all your people. Thank you. <laughs> Will do. All right, Ben standing with us. Uh, we're going to get to the top free agents uh, per the Pro Football Focus world uh, on the other side, and you might be surprised to see where some of the Commanders guys end up. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson, your Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. The uh, world of free agency is a month away, less than a month away at this point. Um, so the uh, folks at Pro Football Focus put out their top uh, draft free agents free agents in this uh, upcoming offseason. And uh, Chris Jones, the Chiefs, not surprising, is the top overall free agent uh, in their mind. A rare player, his caliber reached unrestricted free agency. The Chiefs did not give up uh, the right to franchise tag him for a second time when the two sides agreed to rework contract this past season. Um, he is... Um, a tag would land north of $33 million, which perhaps helps him test the open market for the first time in his career. So the Chiefs did not say, no, we won't franchise you. They could, but it's going to be very costly if they do it, obviously. And it, it hamstrings what you can do in other places. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. So the top comparison they have, this is interesting for him, is the 2015 version of Indomitian Sioux. Who you remember in 2015, Indomitian Sioux was a bad man. Uh-huh. I mean, he was really tough. Chris Jones, not the run defender that Ndamukong Sue was. Much better pass rusher, but uh, it has a much better win rate. He's an 18.5% win rate in That's terms of crazy. pass rush. Yeah. So guess who their number two free agent is? Hmm, I don't know. Who is it? It's going to trigger Polly. It's Kirk Cousins. Wow. Yes, Kirk. 
Uh, of course, the ill-time Achilles derailed his season. Uh, he looked set to hoist a suitors of free agency, a uh, bunch of suitors of free agency as he did back in 2018. But Cousins still has the requisite arm strength to throw at all three levels of the field and has been accurate as ever in recent seasons. Uh, Philip Rivers is the comp to Cousins in 2020 when Philip Rivers hit the free agent market and then ended up being a Colt. Um, they said the clean pocket rate for Cousins, um, much like Rivers that year, was 91.1. Um, his standard uh, drop back grade is actually higher than Rivers was at that point at 90.3. Rivers was 87.3. Uh, his sack rate's only 5.9%. He does not get sacked much at all, Cousins. So uh, Kirk is the number two overall guy. This is going to trigger some Interesting. Of our fans. I know it will. All right. Number three comp- three agent, Josh Allen of the Jaguars, the defensive end. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, not, yeah. not that Josh Allen, not the other Josh Allen. Melvin Ingram in 2017 is the comp there uh, for Josh Allen. Josh Allen, by the way, had a 17.5% win rate. Pretty dang good last year. Pass rush grade at 894 uh, which is really strong as well. He was a good run defender, too. Josh Allen had a very good season at Jacksonville. Got to think they're going to try to bring him back. Uh, T. Higgins is your number fourth rated uh, wide receiver. The comp for him is 2022 Mike Williams. Boy, I hope he has a better uh, health than Mike <laughs> That's Williams. That's not did. a great comp. No, it's not at all. Uh, but anyway, it's T. Higgins. Brian Burns, the edge rusher from the Panthers, is number five. Uh, he's obviously one of the only players of any value that was left in Carolina this year. The fact that they didn't trade him is shocking to me. Yeah, like, I thought that was low. You know, they're already as low as you could go. Why not trade him? Um, Justin Mubikwe uh, from the Ravens is the sixth-rated um, player, defensive lineman. They compare him to Javon Hargrave last year. Um, twenty well two years ago. I'm sorry, 2020. Of course, Hargrave now with the Niners. Uh, Christian Wilkins of the Dolphins is their seventh uh, rated uh, player uh, in free agency. Antoine Winfield Jr. of the Buccaneers, who has been a very good uh, safety, uh, he is rated uh, at number eight. Uh, Jalen Johnson, the corner from the Bears, is at number nine. So oh, yeah. Chicago's got a lot of cap space. I would imagine they would try to keep him. You'd think. Uh, the Chiefs corner, uh, Legereus Sneed who has um, been really good, needless to say. Spagnuolo asked a lot of the corners. He's been sticky in coverage, been excellent. Uh, he, you know, One of the th- knocks on him is you know penalties, but his coverage grade with no pressure was 71.5 this year, which is very tough. Uh, he forces a 13.3% incompletion rate. Uh, they compare him to James Bradbury of the 2020 class, <laughs> who, uh, eh, you know. Again, be careful. Mixed results there. Michael Pittman of the Colts is the 11th rated free agent. They, they compare him to 2022 Allen Robinson. So I don't know if that's a great comp or not. These aren't good comps. No. Uh, Daniel Hunter, and this is, again, all PFF stuff, you know. Daniel Hunter of the Vikings, edge rusher, is the 12th rated. Uh, Mike Evans, 13th. I'm surprised you to go this far to Mike Evans. Kenny Galladay is the comp there. Mike Evans, that is on his worst season, is better than Kenny Gallagher. Again, they're just doing this off their PFF grades. That's disrespectful. Yeah, which again, you know, is this like, come on. I mean, he's way better than Kenny Galladay. Let's stop it. Uh, Tyrone uh, Smith the, of the Cowboys is the 14th rated free agent, the tackle. Again, always great. Uh, just got to make sure he's in the field, right? I mean, that's yeah. really what it boils down to. He played under a revised one-year deal this year, outplayed that deal again. Uh, he is focused on remaining in the Cowboys his entire career, so could still happen. All right, here's your first Commanders player. Who do you think the first Commanders free agent is? Oh, gosh. Cam Curl? Nope. Really? Kendall Fuller at number 15. All right, I'll buy that. 
Um, Fuller, the lone bright spot of the commander's cornerback room in 2023, while he is plenty capable uh, as a wide cornerback, perhaps his prior experience in the slot and as a safety could be attracted to teams that desire the ability to move the savvy vet around. Uh, and um, that's true. I mean, he's good. He's versatile. Like, you can play him at safety. You can yep. play him at slot. You can do a lot of things with him. There is no question about it. I like Kendall Fuller. I hope they can keep him. Um, don't know if they will, though. Uh, Leonard Williams of the Seahawks is their 16th-rated free agent. Uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown at 17, uh, which just tells me it's not a very good receiver year for wide receivers. <laughs> they, their comp for him is Christian Kirk in 2022. And Christian Kirk blew it up, obviously, in Jacksonville. When he's been on the field, he's been very good. Uh, edge rusher Bryce Huff is 18. Um DJ Reader of the Bengals is 19, defensive lineman. Um, Kyle Duggar, uh, safety from the Patriots, is at 20. Uh, you know, so I've already mentioned a few safeties prior to Cam Curl, right? Cam That's Curl, surprising. Cam Curl is 21 huh? of all the free agents. They compare him to Rodney McLeod in 2016. Cam Curl, again, scores very well in a lot of these things. His run defense is excellent. Um he has uh, been one of the more underrated players. It was one of the few bright spots in any of the Rivera drafts, right? Like th- this was a guy who's perhaps been a first-round talent. Now, you know, again, you want him to stay healthy. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't finished the last couple of years. Neither has Derek Forrest. I mean, there's been a little bit of a, a, a – I don't know if it's just like this end of the season, we suck, we're not playing or what Could it be. is. Could but be. it's been some injuries. Uh, Trent Brown, Patriots tackle, is their 22nd related um, free agent. Uh, Kevin Do- Dotson – uh, from the Rams, 23. Calvin Ridley is the 24th free agent. So I named a bunch of receivers already. And Calvin Ridley is way down here. A little surprised by that, but he did kind of have a uh, bit of a down year uh, after coming back from the suspension. Uh, but, you know, to me, seems like a guy that's interesting uh, for some of these teams out there. If you're looking for receiver help, you know, we were talking earlier about the Chiefs, right? I mean, if you could get him at a, at a good rate. They're comparing him to 2023 Odell Beckham Jr., which, you know, he didn't make yeah, a lot of money. No. He didn't make a lot of money. And this kid's much younger, less injury history behind him as well. So, anyway, that's the PFF uh, version of it. Oh, oh, Chase Young. I know that's number two. This is fantastic. I love this. <laughs> Chase Young is 28th in the free agent list. Seems high. Finally healthy in 2023, spending the better part of the two seasons recovering from a torn ACL. He exploded early in the year and finished among the top edge rushers in win rate. A strong run defender as a rookie, Young does lose contain at times. At, at times. times? And occasionally gets guided upfield beyond the play. But a half season of working with defensive line coach uh, uh, Chris Cor, I think it's Corick, I don't know how to say his name, uh, from the 49ers, the best free agent preparation for him. Uh, the number three overall pick in 2015, Dante Fowler Jr. signed a one-year $12 million deal following his rookie year that began with a torn ACL. Uh, perhaps this is the type of framework that could serve as a blueprint for Young if he bet on himself. Now, he's going to have to do a bet on himself, but here's their great free agent comp for him. Brian Arakpo. Oh, That is wow. a really good comp. And wow. Arakpo, of course, is franchised multiple times by the Redskins, and they finally just said, okay, forget it. Uh, but that's a good one. I kind of like that. Chase Young's run grade defense this year, 64.6. Not very good. No. Um, No. Saquon Barkley's a 29th free agent, by the way. And then Josh Jacobs, the 30th. So that's the first running backs we've seen. And and Derrick Henry, 31 as well. Didn't Jim Harbaugh already come out and say that Saquon was a priority for them? 
Jim Harbaugh said that. I, I thought is I saw that somewhere. That? I, don't I don't think, think he's he allowed is, but, to say that. Well, he's been, he's been out for a while. He doesn't know the rules. <laughs> that would be a tremendous fit uh, for them if they got him. You know, he's got more in the tank, I think, than Eckler does. Stephon Gilmore, by the way, at 33, they compare him to Darius Slay of last year, which isn't bad. I, I think Gilmore is somebody, if, if, the, if the commanders don't keep Butler, I mean, excuse me, Fuller is somebody they could go after. I could see that. Because of his time with Quinn, I could certainly see that. Dalton Schultz, by the way, a sneaky tight end in the free agent market, a 36th uh, rated. I, That's I, another The good Texans one. ought to think about keeping him. But if not, um, again, Washington needs to upgrade to the tight end position. All right, 757-687-9494, uh, 757-687-9494. All right, we're, again, we'll get more into free agency as time gets closer. we got a lot of this to do, uh, obviously, over time. All right, coming up, uh, we got the update. we got... Uh, Obviously, uh, a little bit more for you here. we got still Hot Take Tuesday. Text to get to 757-687-9494 or the Ballyhoo's phone line 757-687-9494. We are the Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham, Sky Sports Center. And we are uh, brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. You can uh, hit us up via the uh, text line or um, the Ballyhoo's phone line, 757-687-9494. Our guy, Paulie, uh, is texting me and calling me all at the same time. This is wild. All right, let's get Paulie on the program. What's up, Paulie? What's up, Paulie? Hell to the, hell to the W. What's going on, Jack? What's up, man? What's good with you, man? Who else is calling I said you? I said you're texting me and calling me at the same time. I just saw the text oh, about Jordan Poole. That's funny. Jordan Poole, worst trade in Wizards history. Dude, there are so many bad Wizards trades. You do know that. I mean, that would be – I mean, it's not good, but they didn't really get anything for him. I mean, it was part of the deal. They were getting rid of him anyway. It's a salary dump. Don't try to clean it up. Don't try to clean it up, Jack. Listen, Listen, I I told you in the day one that that there was nothing good going to come out of him or Kyle Kuzma, so – I I have never seen a player diminish his value across the league in less than half a season yeah. like Jordan Poole has, man. Yeah. Man, he is, is is a joke out there now. Yeah. You could even you could tr- couldn't even trade him for a ham sandwich right now. No. Matter of fact, you might get half a ham sandwich for him. No, you can't. And you know, they're not gonna be good for another seven years anyway. If you're you know, if you're watching the Oklahoma City formula, I mean it's gonna take him forever anyway, so yeah, I mean he's he's a joke. Uh, this story about how Kuzma asked to stay here is a joke. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, man! Like, so you don't want to win? So let me get this straight. So you'd rather stay with this team? I mean, am I supposed to be encouraged by that or embarrassed for you? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel hearing that. Listen, man, you know that's all about the money, man. Right? He wants to keep you know, his money, sure. and but the bottom yeah. line was they don't even present that to the player. By the way, unless they were g- getting a crappy return. I mean, that's the other thing. The Mavericks were probably trying to steal him from them, and that's why they didn't do it. Well, look, at this point, you know, what else can he do? Right. I mean, the trade deadline should be the hottest time you can get the most value out Should of be. A, not a lesser player, but, you know, yep. these, these are the times where teams are trying to make their moves. Exactly. You know I mean? You can't get rid of neither, neither one of those guys, man. I understand why nobody wants Jordan Poole. He's a head back, right? Yep. He, it's almost like uh, after um, Vontez Burfecht, uh, hit Antonio Brown. <laughs> he changed his whole character. Yeah. <laughs> Draymond just changed his whole character, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. But look, I ain't talking about my boys, man. Look, 
Oh, I've been hearing the same narrative all day. I heard y'all earlier about the Bobby Johnson sign, man. OG Bobby Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, you know, the Giants gave up more sad blah 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 yeah. blah. But come on, we we come on. If you watch football, we know what it was with the Giants this year. They had injuries all across the offensive line, which caused their quarterback to get hurt. Now you go back a year, that line was pretty good. I I seen him remember them um manhandling us for two games. Up and down. It's the a field. low bar, though. You yeah, who admit. didn't? Yeah, you got to admit that's a low no, bar. No, I went a low bar. No, no, no. Pain, pain and uh, pain and yeah. Allen and sweat and, and, and not know, this year. You know, not this year, still, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but still, right. of course, they, they was all hurt. Well, Evan you know, Neal's gotten so, worse. Um, apparently, he, this guy also got it into it with like a like one of their defensive players during a game as well. I mean, they fired him. I mean, end of the day, he got fired by the freaking Giants. I mean, that's not you know exciting. Uh, I, again, I hope, like I said, I hope you're right. I hope there's more I to it than this. I but at the end yeah. of the day, also, he also has some positive results as a line coach, too. You know, it's almost like hiring Dan Quinn as a coach. You know, he had negative results and he had positive results. But just to say, because the Giants, we, we know what that was. They gave I mean, up 85 you know, sacks, Paulie. Hey, listen, <laughs> maybe these dudes need somebody to punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they need some, yeah. You know, because yeah. the line ain't been good, you know, for most of Ron Rivera's. No, they years. haven't. Well, I mean, the, they, they then they didn't. You know, the problem was they never really invested properly in it either. Uh, ran off players, never kept. You know, never uh, it replenished the way they should have uh, as well during I that mean, time. I mean, I thought Matsko actually when he was there and he wasn't here last year didn't did more with less than a lot of the staff. A lot of the other guys in the staff did, but did, you know, he clearly he got rid of. He got rid of four to five starters and only replaced them with one starter, yeah. Sam Cosby, yep. who wasn't originally selected to play the position that he's currently starting in. Right, right. So like Morgan Moses should have never been released. It was stupid. Uh, they were fine with Lucas at the other tackle position and with him. They didn't They didn't need to do that. I mean, they did a lot of stupid but stuff. Sher- Sheriff just had enough of the, cir- of the circus. Yeah, and Sheriff wasn't Sher- coming back. I don't have a problem with that yeah, necessarily. Sheriff was, yeah. cr- Sheriff was a big country boy. He yeah. didn't like all the BS that was going yeah. on. So he was just ready. He to never go. wanted he to be there. No, he, he definitely he never was a guy who was comfortable being there. That's for sure. Uh, he was like Kirk Cousins, and he was a part-time player like anyway. But but unlike Cousins, he didn't show up every week because he was injured a lot. Uh, you know what? He ain't missed no games for Jacksonville. A couple of games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> check Interesting, right? He about like 16, 16 games this year. <laughs> like fifteen years. He ain't missing no games with Jacksonville. <laughs> he stay out of the trainer's office in DC. Yeah, he, you know he I mean? lived in the trainer's office. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, man, get a, get a man a chance, man. You know, hey, look, we got no choice. Hired, I got no choice. Yeah, I don't get to say in the matter. I'm just pretty, pointing out it looks a little su- little suspect. That's, that's what's wrong with Washington fans, man. You know, you know what I mean? Washington fans are quick to call somebody else's kettle black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is our <laughs> kettle in this case. Yeah. So, man. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, also I'm also awesome. been around enough with them to not believe everything they do. So that's the other thing. But yeah, yeah we'll, see, we'll give them a chance. I mean, they'll get to prove us wrong. I'm, I'll be happy yeah, to be wrong. Prison conditioned right now. You you prison conditioned right now. Thinking yeah. like that. Yeah, you thinking under Dan Snyder? This is a whole new regime. Yeah. I know it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. We all conditioned. So yeah. we, we just conditioned to think of the worst. You know what I mean? But you look at the rest of the staff, man. He gets he get a get get a good mix of some veteran coaches. Got some younger coaches. You know what I mean? So, and it goes to show, like you said, it ain't just all from one team. So it goes to show you the respect he have with other coaches around the league. Here's what I need you him to do. I, mean? so, I need. Here's what I need them to do. 
they got to nail the quarterback. <laughs> they got to make the right all, that's choice, baby. To, right? That's all what that it boils down to. Right. A hundred percent. Totally boils down to that. They nail the quarterback. You know, it ain't going to matter. They nail that. Hey, if they miss it, it's going to all be a mess. We got to stop saying Caleb uh, 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 Williams is the next Pat Mahomes. Yeah, you got to stop saying that. No, that's ridiculous. And you got to stop saying you're looking for the next Pat Mahomes. You, you're not going to find. You're not going to actually search for the next Pat Mahomes and find them. Nope. It's just going to have to drop in your lap unexpectedly, like you know, like it did for Kansas City. They expected him to be good. They expected him to be the greatest of all time. No. You know what I mean, so yeah, man. Helps yeah, everybody. Right. Them. We got to get that right, man. Let's go, with Drake May. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right, man. See you. Head to the W. We might end it there. Might end up with Jaden Daniels. You never know. You never know. As All long right. as they can play, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't care which one. I'm not. I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm rooting for somebody to come in and blow it up. Yes, please. I don't care, and I would prefer not to have to move up if that's possible. Would be really, really nice. All right. Coming up, we'll uh, get to some what we missed items, including. Um, We're at the stage of grieving where the 49er players are on the X coming after fans. We'll get to that next. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, little what we missed time. And, oh, boy, um, Ray Ray McLeod has um, shown up on the X. Not too happy with uh, some guy named John. Uh, (laughs) John who has apparently got 25,000 followers. Of course, he follows 16,500 people as well, who had this to say, Brock Purdy's a Super Bowl champion right now. This punt isn't muffed, and it won't get talked about, but the Chiefs' offense was cooked up until they got gifted this. McLeod quote uh, uh, tweets it or posted to say, if you don't know football, don't speak about the play, because that's not a muff, goofy boy. (laughs) He's right. It's not a muff. He's right. I agree a thousand percent, but again... Are you, I don't know, are you checking like highlights on the X? Are you searching for these things? Are you looking for your name? I mean, why do you find these things and even respond to them and give these people five minutes of fame and, you know, don't give them oxygen? And I mean, was he even tagged in it? Like, how did no, you even No, he wasn't know? even tagged in it. It was just a highlight of the Super Bowl. And it has the audio of Nance and, um, you know, Romo even saying he was doing the right thing, trying to get on the ball. Like, because at first they were like, "Why is he going after the ball?" Unless it was, "Oh," and they, "Oh my god!" Yeah. That, they, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. It's just like there's nothing good that comes out. Don't argue with the fans. No. It's no point in it. Uh-uh. Don't try to change your minds. It's not going to do you any good. It doesn't bring you back to the Super Bowl, sadly. All right, let's get to our poll question today. It's about the three-peat of the ability of the Chiefs to three-peat. Not a lot of believers on the X about it uh, right now. No three-peat at forty-nine percent of you, while. Um, 25 say it's 50-50, just 22% are buying into the three-peat, and that was through Jimmy Lewis's burner accounts, our, well, Chiefs, our resident of uh, Hampton Roads Chiefs fan. Uh, he was the one that uh, voted that many times for him. So that's what uh, people are uh, saying right now. And again, you have time to continue to vote. The polls will be open for another 22-ish hours, 20 hours, something like that, uh, if you want to do it. All right, the... Um, other thing from the day uh, that I saw that was interesting, Tiger Woods, of course, we know that his Nike deal is over, but uh, Tiger is unveiling something called Sunday Red Brand, like sun and then the word day and red brand. You're like, why is that Sunday Red? Because remember, his mom told him years ago, Sunday on Sundays, wear your power color red, and he's always done it. So yep. he's always worn the Sunday Red. So Monday at the uh, Genesis Invitational, where he'll play making his debut this season. 
Uh, he announced the new active premium lifestyle brand called Sunday Red in conjunction with a golf equipment company by the name of TaylorMade. You probably have heard of them. He says, I know it's the right time of my life. It's a transitional. I'm no longer a kid anymore. Life changes. I have kids now. It's an important part of transitioning into that part of my life to uh, have a product and a brand that I am proud of. Um, so that is what they're going to have. And they sell all kinds of stuff, including hoodies. I've already seen that. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, Tiger's kind of been, a, you know, remember he's the first guy to kind of lose the golf collared shirt, remember, and the mock turtles and those things. It's kind of been a guy who's been on the forefront of changing golf style. So be interested to see where the Sunday red uh, things happen. Uh, the Sunday Reb's website um, went online immediately after Monday's announcement. But, you know, I imagine, you know, some of the bigger stores will be involved. And I'm sure for the time being, it'll be an online version. All right. Thanks to everybody who joins today. Ben Standing, all you. I'll be back with you tomorrow uh, with a What's Your Rank Wednesday. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. See you tomorrow at 3.